Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a movie that uh, we've got some controversy between our opinions on. Well, we really don't. Uh, Matt hates this movie. <laughs> I do. And I it's know terrible. that. And I have emotional connection to this movie for reasons I don't quite understand. It is a terrible movie. I love Joe Dante. Yeah, that's great. I love almost everything he's ever done. I love werewolf movies. I just finished reading these books, and I think they're phenomenal. And I, but the, this movie sucks, and I love it. And I, <laughs> I don't know what else hate, to say. The, the, this movie and I have had a hate relationship since high school when I rented it. Uh, we're talking about the Howling. Yes, we're talking about the Howling. Okay, I, rent, <laughs> I rented this in in high school or so, and and. It it bored me, you know what I mean. And because then, like, it's boring. Because I mean, it's boring. Again, and then a few years later, you know what I mean. But face like, it, it's boring. I'd always read that this was like a, a great horror movie, you know. So like a few years later, I'm like, okay, I've matured a little. <laughs> Let's give this another shot, and I hated it. Yeah. And then this has continued on throughout the years, like, and I probably haven't popped this thing in in like ten years, and I found it on tape and sold it so many times because I was just like, I don't like this movie. And now, <laughs> yeah. when you say, let's do this for the podcast, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to approach it open-minded. You know what I mean? This, yeah. I can't be the only one on the planet that hates this movie, no, uh, you like are, Night you, of the Comet. You um, absolutely are not. Your <laughs> Night of the Comet opinion, it puts you way out in a, in a weird field. But your opinion about the howling is shared by yeah. a lot of people. And so, once again, yeah, I just, there's something about this movie that causes me, my attention to drift. I'll either fall asleep if I'm not doing anything, or if I have other things to do, I'll constantly be like, and then like realize it like 10 minutes later, like, oh shit, I've been looking at this thing over here for like 10 minutes and not paying attention to the movie. Like, it just causes me to drift off. Like, I can't stay focused into this movie. I mean... It's the, always done it to me. I, the, the reason is because really, if you were to encapsulate what happens in this movie, like in a nutshell, you know, your synopsis would be a minute long. It's like a yeah. uh, woman gets attacked, uh, is sent to a camp, finds out there's werewolves, beats the werewolves, the end. My problem is there's not enough werewolves. I agree. Like uh, I, I agree. I mean, fuck, we don't even see a full-body werewolf until an hour into the movie. Like, Yeah. Uh, of an hour and a half so, movie. So this is, this is a difficult... This is a difficult thing because there is a there's a vicious vicious sexual assault in the book that begins it. Mm -hmm. uh, so what they're covering in the in this version, where he's kind of like, okay, he shows the assault in the movie that she's watching, and then it's insinuated that the trauma of seeing the werewolf is what freaks her out. Yeah. In the book, you have this moment where she's recovering from something, and that the, she has been assaulted. She got bitten during the assault, and that's a red herring. Like, you assume that she's going to be the werewolf. That's a whole plot line that comes out, and then it's like, oh, no, she isn't. There's a there's a whole lot more to it, and yeah. I feel like Dante wanted to keep his tongue-in-cheek, funny, funny stuff that he does with all of his movies. Well, that's another thing. I, 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 I hear that this movie is well-regarded for its humor, and it's like, I didn't laugh once I, no. I I did laugh once the part where the guy drives up to the gas station and the guy goes hey buddy not everybody can afford to drive a Honda I mean a Mazda <laughs> that's my favorite line in the whole freaking movie that was funny okay I'll give it that one uh, this I mean 
the movie is not I, I feel like a lot of times the humor falls flat mm-hmm. and but again he needed to hide the really dark themes that were set forth in the book and couch them because he wanted to be able to maintain his like jokey parts and you can't have jokey parts if it's as intense as the book is gotcha uh because it's dealing with with really horrible things about the relationship and dealing with you know being married after an assault like that it's, it's a horrifyingly dark thing to to put into a movie oh, that doesn't sound fun at all no it's not <laughs> but the book is well written and it addresses mm-hmm. these things in a way that is compelling and is actually very relevant to the plot okay um and in this, you're missing that, so you don't have that dark element underpinning the whole thing. You have a lot of jokes, you have a lot of these things. Not, nothing becomes as intense and as important in the movie. And I just think that they just kept missing the point. Mm-hmm. Every, every time, they're just missing the point. And that's, that's its big problem. But that said, D. Wallace Stone, or I guess she's now D. Wallace again. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, but... She's amazing. I love her in everything she's in. There's a bunch of wonderful character actors. There's she's like a- great in Robocroc. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Always just shooting down my opinions of people by bringing up Robocroc. <laughs> <laughs> Available in our back catalog. Check it out today. Well, after this one, of course. Of course. Or if you, you maybe you're probably already tuned out because I said I hate this. Or, yes. Uh, but she's great you've got all these guys you've got dick miller you've got you know john carradine you have just like a a wonderful like pile of people who are enjoyable joe dante up until this point is pretty much without sin and we've got uh kevin mccarthy from uh from uh, ghoulies three (laughs) i i think most people would say uh twilight zone I think most people would actually say uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but maybe I'm crazy. Uh, Ghoulies. But but ghoulies go to college. (laughs) (laughs) The hammer's going to fall. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Way better than this. Uh, listen, if you're going to say that a movie, there's no such thing as a movie that can't be improved with a handful of ghoulies. That's <laughs> very true. Just sprinkle a handful of ghoulies. You name uh, it. I would actually watch The Whale if, if oh, it had absolutely. ghoulies. It's just like <laughs> his inner monologue is mostly ghoulies. They're like over his shoulder talking to him. sounds awesome. <laughs> this is so much better a movie. Uh the Lighthouse? Oh, man, I would have actually finished that, that movie, movie if it had ghoulies. Holy shit, that movie would have been better with ghoulies. Yeah. Oh, boy. God, <laughs> there's nothing. The Witch, the better p- movie with ghoulies. Yeah. Absolutely a better movie with ghoulies. Even if the, that was a mystery science theater with <laughs> ghoulies in the front making ghoulies go to college level, you know, <laughs> like borscht belt jokes. <laughs> That's a better movie. <laughs> Yeah. Hollywood, you've got my number. Yeah. You know, anytime you I know need, you're listening. Anytime you need consulting, <laughs> I'm here, baby. We make movies better at this point. <laughs> All right. Let's let's just talk about Rain it in. Let's rain it in and talk about the howling. Um uh, another thing, another really missed opportunity. The the, uh, the thing that pins the whole book together. I hate to keep going back to the book, and I am sorry to do that. But <laughs> the thing is that the word the 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 phrase the howling 
is a recurring phrase, you know, and I couldn't go to sleep because of the howling. And it was like used as a the howling. And then later, as it, it kind of turns at a certain point and it's like the howling in capital letters and it becomes a supernatural thing that is influencing them. And it's it's a super cool device that could have been used in the movie to great use, like could have mm-hmm. been absolutely amazing. And they just are like, yeah, that part's not important. Yeah, she says literally it once. the most important part of the book. Yeah, she says it once. Uh, the titular line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the howling was keeping me up last night. No, boo. <laughs> anyway, okay, so great opening, really, really cool opening sequence. I mean, the the ripping through the the exploding glass, and then you get the weird slashes. I love that. Um, and right off the bat, we do have something that confuses you where you're the whole the whole plot of the movie is the call of the wild and that people are bestial and that like bestial sex and all these other things so what are you gonna put on the front of your movie max headroom video stuff (laughs) (laughs) like what about like the moon i'm i'm just 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 spitballing just spitballing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got a crazy idea. What about a forest and the fucking moon? Yeah. That work. Even the moon over the city, for Christ's sake. Just put it in the digital filter with the TV. Boom. Sure. Something. But we don't get that. Um, we get news. Yeah, we get news. I get enough of that in my real life. See, that's why you hated this so much, <laughs> is because it reminded you of going to work. I like industry stuff, though. I like movies that take place with the news. So that's one of those factors that, like, oh. it's it, it boggles my brain that I don't like this because I want to. Because I love werewolves. I love watching movies that take place <laughs> in television studios. You know oh. what I mean? Like, so it... By all means, I should be liking this. I love that. Uh, I love that Kevin McCarthy's like uh, reprising his role as the uh, the guy running U fifty two in UHF. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's basically, it's basically a prequel to UHF in some ways. Uh, okay, so we open with Patrick McNee of the British Avengers uh, talking about how we've really lost something. You know, we've lost we've lost the wilderness, the strength that comes from being out there and breathing the fresh air and eating raw rabbits and whatever, being crazy. Uh, can he, he, we should all be raving lunatics running through the woods, <laughs> says Patrick McNee. He's being interviewed on some TV show. And Karen White, our main character, uh, is elsewhere. She's out on some sort of TV She's being sent. She's doing out. an undercover expose, uh, or to, or or she's kind of like a, what do they call that? It's weird when they're trying to drag out a killer. Yeah, uh, she's, she's like a decoy. She's, or a, it's uh, basically a sting. Yeah, what the hell but, is the word I'm searching for? Uh, I mean, it's an undercover thing. She's so she has been getting uh, threatening letters from a crazy person, Eddie. For Eddie the Mangler has, you know, you don't want. Even if they're not threatening, we don't even know that they're threatening. They could be friendly. If they're from Eddie the Mangler, you probably <laughs> are going to get weirded out. Uh, by the way, that's our tie-in to last week's episode. Yeah, check the it out Mangler. now. Well, after this one, of course. <laughs> of course. Or if you haven't already tuned out because I said I hate this. True. Uh, and so uh, Eddie the Mangler sends her some some fan letters, and she's like, okay, I'll go meet him because he's wanted for murdering a bunch of people. And so... She's out wandering the mean streets of New York 
and somebody propositions her in an alleyway. Again, this is more of this like dangerous New York. Look at how people are. Look at the the dark side of humanity kind of stuff. I do like when you get to see the CD strip club oh, version of New York that doesn't exist anymore in these movies. Though. Yeah, totally. I do like that. Uh, he's, he's like, hey, lady, how much for a half and half? And he, she's like, no, please let me go. And, Had to look that up. And he's like, <laughs> oh, hey, you're that TV lady. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, TV lady, or whatever he says. <laughs> um, and so we cut to a control room where everyone is watching the last expose that Karen was doing, which was a war zone. And she's clearly been traumatized by the things. They're like, oh, my God, was she actually there? I can't believe she had to see these things. So we already know that she's working with an existing trauma, an existing PTSD from seeing things in a far off war zone. I love that they're shocked that they saw dead bodies in a war zone. We sent her to an active war, war zone. zone. Are there? Oh my God. People died in that war. Not a super fun, <laughs> bouncy ball pit zone. Yeah. It's not, it's not one of those war zones where <laughs> everybody hung out and played tennis together. Yeah. So yeah, very strange, but uh, okay. So she's, we cut back to her, and she's wearing a wire because she's going to go meet the killer. Uh, but it turns out that because of all of the neon in this CD district, it's messing with all of the... It's sending weird RF signals, and it's cutting her out, and they're mm-hmm. not catching her. So she's in a very dangerous spot to the point where they can't even communicate to her that she is in a dangerous spot because yeah. they can't hear her. Um I would ass- I would certainly hope that's the case. I, we don't know, but it feels like they should have said, hey, this isn't working. Get the fuck out of there. Well, he knows what's interfering, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He already knew. So, it's not okay. just like... He didn't say like, oh, I didn't think about the neon here. Right. Like, no, he just knew what was doing. Like, yeah. you had to know this, bro. I mean... He probably hates her. They're also... They're also probably painting, terrible to work with. They're painting all of the people at the news station as scumbags, too, <laughs> so... That's not surprising. They are. <laughs> Matt, did you ever send somebody out to be murdered by a werewolf? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, my. No. Oh, good times. For shame. <laughs> <laughs> wacky, wacky times at the TV station. So uh, we get some cops giving us the, oh, the city's so dangerous and me, 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 and everyone's bad. And they're they're aware that Karen is out there, that this person, this news reporter is there, but they were sent from some random location right? to pick her up instead of being like, okay, these are the three points she's going to be at, and these are the times. And they're in freaking bustling New York, and they're like, ah, she's wearing purple, we'll be able to we'll find, find her. because she's fuck? wearing purple. Are you kidding me, movie? It's <laughs> dead night. Yeah. In the middle of New York, these cops... <laughs> are not going to find her but that's okay uh so we uh we also find out that she's married to a savage 70s mustache man <laughs> who looks just like the brawny paper towel mascot he, he is he's got a nice sweater here i like this oh sweater. he's he is hunky late yeah. 70s early 80s style he's he, like a wish.com uh tom atkins <laughs> he is i mean <laughs> Except that he's, like, kind of the model version of Tom Atkins. He's like <laughs> Tom Atkins if he was, like, a playboy or, I mean, a playgirl centerfold. He's he's a hot dude. Yeah, I guess I'm just... I well, mean, but 
Tom, obvious... Atkins, Tom Atkins wooed me over with his awesomeness. Please, Tom Atkins can get it too. I'm yeah. not <laughs> I'm not saying he can't. <laughs> He's fucking amazing. It's fucking Tom Atkins. He doesn't. <laughs> hey, it's fucking Tom Please Atkins. Hey, come on. I'm Tom Atkins <laughs> over here. Got me a burr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Okay. So she's uh, she's alone in a phone booth waiting for the call from the weirdo, and he, phone booth. And he says, "Are you wearing the thing I asked you to wear?" Yeah, I'm wearing the thing you asked me to wear. And like, oh, that's great. Which is just like, dude. The second somebody says something like that, okay, get the fuck out. But yeah, she's a dedicated news lady. She's hard bitten reporter. So. Uh, she, she, they say that they're losing the signal and she leaves and lets Roger Corman use the phone because <laughs> of course they've borrowed every Roger Corman actor. Why not have a cameo from Roger Corman? Oh, was that him? Yeah, it was Roger Corman oh, getting in there. No, oh, I didn't notice. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a call coming in from some guy who's pitching a, a prequel to, uh, Bikini Babes on Dinosaur Island. He's got to take it. Yeah. He's like, holy shit, what's the premise? Hold on, I'll have him call and not strike the set from the last movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> it's called Bikini Top Time Machine. Sold! People go through time every time they remove a bikini top. <laughs> I would fucking watch that so <laughs> Of course you would. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna put myself above that. Please. <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> Uh, Karen heads into a local, a local porn dispensary, a local establishment. I love that everybody, a little, uh, little mom like, and pop porn shop. Oh, it's like a oh, girl. Everybody runs. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like uh, comic shops used to be in the eighties. A oh, girl, get out, <laughs> get out, run. Uh, now, literally, like seventy five percent of my clientele are female. <laughs> Thanks, anime and manga. <laughs> Uh, let's see. It's manga? What's that? I always said it was manga. Huh. I mean, it is... Ugh, boy. Don't worry, you'll get corrected plenty of times <laughs> if you work at a comic shop. I held on to manga for as long as I possibly could just to be a prick, and then I just couldn't, I uh, couldn't I, hang I, on I mean, longer. I honestly had no idea it wasn't. I, I just thought it was like mango, but with an A. <laughs> no, it is It is manga. Huh. I, the difference... Imagine how badly pronounced that must sound if you're actually Japanese. Oh, I, I really japanese it up for you. I said manga. Not even fucking close to what the Japanese <laughs> pronunciation must be. So I don't know. Yeah, well, but, I learned something tonight. But it makes people happy to say it. So, And if you really want to piss them off, call them anime books. Ooh, that'll really make them mad. What are they supposed to be called? Manga. Oh, oh that's a, that book is included in that word? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. If you call it an... <laughs> Yeah, call it an anime book. Ooh, they'd lose their minds. I had a, I had a uh, furnace repairman come to my house today and uh, looked at all my collection there, and he's like, "Whoa, that is a lot of VCR tapes." <laughs> <like>, yep. Wow. <laughs> I haven't heard the term VCR tape in a really long yeah, time. Yeah, me up. Then that, he asked. Then he asked his assistant if uh, he'd even heard of one because he was only like in his early twenties or so. That feels like <laughs> that feels like early eighties. Like I think we used to call them th- that back yep. then. Wow, VCR <laughs> tapes. 
Yeah, I think I feel like that was like the, what we would call them in the early '80s. Yeah, I mean he's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's not wrong. It's just I, I haven't heard that for yeah. a long time. Crack me up. You're right. All right, so she's hanging out in the in the porn shop, and she's looking at all the lustful, horrible things there. Everything is degrading and animalistic. Get it? Oh, do you understand the connection? I between never this? see subtext <laughs> until you say it. <laughs> she opens a door to a peep show booth and goes inside. Looks like Eddie the Mangler's already in there. Not convenient. He's watching a horrific rape-based porno on the screen. That's yeah, gross. It is really gross. It's actually, it's like, it didn't, again, if they're abandoning this this plot thread, they should have just abandoned it whole hog. Well, again, just show us some normal fun porn. Right, exactly. That's what I felt like when I was watching this, yeah. Yeah, why? Come yeah. on, man. Because it, it doesn't work anymore. If you're going to cut out the horrible horribleness of this movie- yep. Why couldn't it just be like a stripper in there, like a peep show? Yeah, yeah, it didn't, yeah. Need to, it didn't need to be like the gang rape thing. Right, right? it could have. And been... we see gang rape newspaper clippings later on, all all over. Like, sure. so obviously it's his thing, but like, I feel, I feel like, like his character could be his character without. I feel like that mangling thing. is his thing. I'm just gonna yeah, say, yeah, he should be watching the Mangler in there. They should have been watching the Mangler. Fucking dumb movie. <laughs> There has to be a wrestler whose name was the Mangler. They could have been watching a wrestling thing. Uh, anyway, but they were not. So uh, he's he's got all these horrible things that he's saying to her. And it's like, again, it seems like he's setting her up for an assault, but then it doesn't happen. He just transforms into a werewolf and is like, ta-da! She turns and freaks out and falls out the door is the subtext that she was assaulted? I don't think so. She's fully clothed. There's no there's no reason to believe and that it's anything not else. Interesting to us. He's not interesting when he says right. like we and, don't see any transformation or see him. So for as a viewer, we're just like, okay. And and, and again, I, it's <clears throat> I'm almost like I feel like if she hadn't been set up, if she had been some sort of Pollyanna, where it was like the, this is her first day on the job. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I got to prove myself as a cub reporter. I'm going to go out. I'm fresh off. Yeah. Fresh I mean, why off didn't they have college. extra eyes on the streets watching her? Why was the, the right. cops that weren't even watching I mean, her in charge of watching her? Like The what? whole thing is that she's like, she's a hard nosed reporter. She's been doing this forever. She's covered things that are traumatizing. She survived. She's mm -hmm. got defenses. And then this traumatizes her. It feels like this isn't the way to do it. The fact that looking at a werewolf in the face traumatized her. I mean, I guess I can't ever know what that would be like. No, but I mean, did, she doesn't even remember what she saw, though. Well, to her. I mean, so what? Well, so what because, even traumatized her? She doesn't even remember what. Well, she no, saw. that's that's the thing is that she's covering it. Yeah, that it traumatized her so much seeing the werewolf's face. Yeah, that she that her mind just blanked it out and the the doctor even says later if you remember what you saw uh, this might even have been in the book maybe not <laughs> sorry but it, it says if you remember what you saw then maybe you'll be cured mm -hmm. you know like once you've once you've actually confronted the thing that you're that you're hiding then you'll be cured uh but whatever so that is how it goes, but uh, she comes out of there, and luckily the cops were there just in the nick of time, and they shoot him full of bullets. Yeah. And, I mean, this this cop is working on, like, 2020 style for 40 years ahead of his time here. <laughs> yeah. Just shoot first and ask no questions. 
<laughs> again, you're looking for a dude called Eddie the Mangler, and a woman just fell out of a booth screaming. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> even even I probably wouldn't have been like, freeze, please don't move. I'm mean, <laughs> like, you're fucking Eddie the Mangler for Christ's sake. Uh, but I didn't name myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a super fan of the movie The Mangler. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only person who got through The Mangler 2. By the way, The Mangler 2 is the worst movie I've ever seen. Whoa. <laughs> uh, you think this movie's bad? I do. Holy shit, The Mangler 2 is the worst piece of garbage I've ever seen. I can't wait, man. I love any like uh, tech that goes bonkers in, in a house. Ugh. Like It's a security alarm system, right? That, that, yeah, in a school. That goes Dreamhouse or... Uh... Home wrecker on them? Yes, and it's in a school. That sounds awesome. It's gonna be oh, great. You just I wait. Not wait. Yeah, you're gonna. You're We're gonna, gonna do it next it. week. No, 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 no. <laughs> I will not be watching that movie. Uh, oh, a second time. Uh, no, thank you. I'm gonna get Marcus Rude on the phone. Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you two can enjoy that piece of garbage. Okay. All right. So, uh, the, the other part that's confusing about this is that. They didn't kill him because he's a werewolf and he's essentially immortal except for fire and silver bullets. So the problem with that is that he's transformed into a werewolf. They shot him a bunch of times. Did he transform back into a person before he came out of the booth? Well, I think he got shot as the werewolf, but they didn't see him because they was so dark and he just fell probably back into the booth where he changed into a person i don't know mm. uh because i mean we see early later on in the movie when she cuts that guy's arm off it turns back into a human hand like right when it gets cut off true uh so maybe who knows? Nah, who knows who knows doesn't doesn't really matter uh okay so it's just another failing of this movie <laughs> yeah this whole thing was just about as poorly planned an operation as they could have done terrible but uh uh Oh, that's right. Uh, okay, okay. She wakes up having a nightmare about the event, but it's shot super crazy, so we have no idea what's going on in the in the nightmare. Um, it's just filler. Right. Two of her fellow reporters break into Eddie the Mangler's apartment, and they find a whole bunch of werewolf stuff. <laughs> and... Uh, they're, like, looking around. There's all sorts of really, really well-done sketches on the wall of, of people and werewolves. Kid had talent. He had some talent. And uh, <laughs> I love the scene. There's this rabid dog that comes to the window and starts just... Yeah. Like, going to assault them. And one of the guys is like, donk. Get out of here. Like, bonks it on the nose. He's like, get out of here. And it goes... And the dog's owner's outside... He's all like, jump scare, get back here. Get back here, boy. It's <laughs> uh, a good name for a dog. Um, also a good name for a cat. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Uh, the, the important part is that there's a landscape on the wall as well that one of them takes. And it's a landscape of an area that could be identifiable to someone at some point <laughs> all right so these plucky reporters I'm deliver making unimpressed facial expressions and jerk off hand motions <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh 
Uh, so these plucky reporters, they come to plucky. Uh, they, they come to deliver all this stuff to Patrick McNee, and they're like, "Tell us what all of this means. Could he be?" I don't know, cuckoo bananas? <laughs> well, I don't Pretty know. Pretty much. All of this seems to me to point to the fact that he might be a cuckoo bananas. And he's like, he delivers some bullshit, and he's like... <sighs> and it drags and drags. Yes, but there is a moment when he's like super surprised. There, There's a great little, like, he does a little turn where they know his last name, and he's like, oh, how did you find out his last name? Uh, oh, okay. As a, almost as if he didn't want anyone to know who he was. Uh, and so... I told that boy not to sign his art! <laughs> yeah, no kidding! But we're back with Karen and the uh, 70s Sears catalog model, and she's not ready for intimacy because of werewolf stuff. Yeah. And so, there you go. Mustache is understanding to a point, but also being a bit of a petulant dick at the same time. He's, it's it's a little half and half. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the station, and, uh, of course, Kevin Ghoulies Go to College McCarthy is uh, sending her out to be on air because everybody wants to see the lady that fought Eddie the Mangler. She's going to make ratings history. Yes. <laughs> and then the axe is going to fall. <laughs> Sorry. I just <laughs> can't stop it. It's my favorite line from that movie. Uh, okay. So... This is, I love that. I love to like this. Just as a industry guy here, yeah. They get the little announcer here starting the news off, and it's just like, oh, we got like an earthquake in Geneva. We got something else on the other side of the world. Uh, oh yeah, and our own local reporter took down a, the, the most notorious serial killer. In the it's like you start with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing in the industry called burying the lead, big time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yep, that is... And then they go to the news, and they start with that. They're like, here's the girl to, to talk you, about the thing, the last thing we said. You start with it, and then you put it at the end so that yeah. everybody watches the whole goddamn yeah, yeah. thing. <laughs> yes. And obviously, uh, Kevin McCarthy is ignoring the fact that she is totally glassy-eyed. She's oh, yeah. got like a thousand-yard stare. There's no way in hell she's going to perform at this thing. She's like, she's gone. Uh, and so, you know, she starts doing it, and nope. She sees not. a lens and she can't read it. Yep, she can't see anything. My mind went straight to Perfect Strangers, because there was an episode where Lydia, the advice columnist, was given her own show, but she was terrified of cameras. Wow. And every time she tried to do it, she was like, oh, <laughs> Amazing. So I've been on a Perfect Strangers kick. Did this at all make you nostalgic for the old days of news? Uh, yeah, in a way. Uh, yes, uh, whenever I see anybody actually pushing a camera on a pedestal, yeah, because I used to do that. Now we just have cameras on a pedestal that are controlled, controlled by a joystick. By a joystick. Yeah, there's, there's. I used to give hand cues and standbys and I know. symbols and push cameras on wheels, and now I just like <sighs> sit at a joystick. That sucks, man. Yeah, if you're on a joystick and you're not at an arcade, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Or, or in an Ender's Game scenario where you're tricked into uh, piloting actual military aircrafts as a child. <laughs> That's fun, too. Um, okay, so uh, somebody carts her off because she's totally brazonkers, and uh, we cut directly to Karen talking to Patrick McNee, who is, I guess, her therapist yeah, now? Yeah, I guess. 
like this guy who's like, like everybody just knows this guy that is a he's right he's he was the, on the news talk show once talking about a book right right now everybody's so like buddy now, buddies and now everybody uses him as their go-to sure uh it's weird i mean it only works for plot reasons that yes the prob- and he's just like oh by the way i think it'd be great if you went to my crazy resort town beachfront city right and secret society thing and this is and another, like, okay this is another <laughs> thing that was changed that is stupid because in the in the original version, the idea is that they think that she was bitten. Great, she's going to go turn into a werewolf. She needs to go to Drago, the town that they all live in, and be a werewolf with them. She's seen something. Let's get her in there. She'll become part of our town. Mm-hmm. We'll move on. You know, whatever. This, it's like they, they bring in this like health club angle that it's like, ah, oh, we've got like a cult. It's like one of those California yeah. spa resorts. And it's like... Uh, it reminds me of like the men's rights movement. Do you remember when like Iron John was a thing in the nineties? Oh gosh! And they would do those. I, like... I don't honestly remember that, but I was watching a men's rights documentary the other day, and it Oof. was it was um, sadly hilarious. I mean, of course it is, but it's like, <laughs> but depressingly like, stupid. Yeah, there was a <laughs> there was a thing where like people would go out into the woods and like bang on drums and be shirtless, and it was like supposed to reclaim their masculinity, <laughs> and that's what this feels like to me. Uh, but it's called the colony, and this he wants felt, her to go out there to recharge her batteries. This felt to me like what Salem's Lot Two felt like to me, where it was just like here's a whole town full of yeah. old boring people that I don't care about. Let's hang out with him a lot. And that's the problem, (laughs) is that so much of this, they wanted to make everything so normalized to make it like, look at how crazy it is that any of these could be your neighbor, that it's like, also, my neighbor's boring. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot. Boring people are boring to watch on camera. Yeah, it's not that crazy at all. Yep. Uh, you got what Marsha like looking exotic and horny and that's like your only like yeah different kind of person everybody else is just like and she's nowhere near as horny as she is in the book she (laughs) should be way hornier (laughs) and weirder like she uh, the casting for her Mm -hmm. brilliant I gotta say like I think I think as far as trying to get yeah she sold what she had oh yeah definitely like you see that woman and you're like Oh, she's like a witch werewolf, isn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, totally. Like yeah. if I was at the mall and she was at JC Penny and like shopping for cargo shorts, I'd be, like, be like, "You're a witch werewolf, aren't are you? Are you a witch werewolf? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you are." Why, yes, I am, young man. <laughs> of course I am. Why hey, I'm I... an old man. <laughs> yeah, why witch else... werewolf. <laughs> well, I'm like 400 years old. So yeah. <laughs> to me, you're a young man. Oh, that's delightful to me. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> so she's like the doctor wants her to go and and remember what scared her and it won't scare her anymore and she's like okay as long as as long as there's no John Carradine's there she says and then she smash cut directly to John Carradine <laughs> for shame uh so oh is he the old man that wants to end it all yes okay oh he was like the most boring of them all <laughs> John Carradine, the man who probably was in 14 movies that afternoon that he shot this. Um, So John's out at the weirdest beach party the world has ever seen. It is like the mopiest, saddest. That's what I'm saying. Like, so about this movie, I'm like, okay, they're going somewhere crazy now. Let's see some crazy shit. It's like, 
Best we can do is a bluegrass band and a man walking around confusedly. I'm like, awesome movie. Killing it. <laughs> right. Because Give us a beach rager. Give us something. <laughs> this should have been a rager because we should be... What I would have liked is if Patrick McNee was trying to treat her for a sexual dysfunction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if she's like, I'm having a hard time with intimacy ever ever since I saw this werewolf or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever. She's like, I saw a werewolf face. I'm having a hard time with intimacy. And it's like, this is some sort of creepy like sex cult that he has that's advertised as something normal. And then she's like really uncomfortable with how sexual everyone is. That would be an interesting thing to see. It would be a creepy character dynamic for our main character. We'd be like weirded out for her. And also there'd be like sexy stuff going on. Yep. Instead, it's bland stuff, which is not a great idea. It's watch the owner of a software company barbecue barbecue the fakest looking piece yeah. of meat since uh paul bunyan what was the <laughs> oh axe giant since axe giant yeah yeah check out our back catalog <laughs> yes when you're done listening to this of course of course if you haven't tuned out already because i said i hate it <laughs> uh by the way matt's not here that's just an audio drop that i keep pushing a button for <laughs> when he says that you're listening to weenie in the butt <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> toilet flush sound um anyway so, uh, everyone recognizes Karen TV, if Karen from TV, and is like, oh, you're my second favorite anchor, except for that Asian lady. Okay, that was kind of funny. <laughs> that was funny. Because earlier, uh, uh, the, the director was like, find me that Asian woman. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so... So far, this seems like a terrible place for her to relax because she's recognized by everyone and it's really uncomfortable. John Carradine sits on a log looking like he's chewing on dirt. He's sad and he's like, I can't go on like this. My damn teeth are shot. (laughs) (laughs) Like just what I want to watch. An old man who's An old man who's depressed. (laughs) Great job. Uh, Yep. Now the sexy Stevie Nicks looking lady in leather gives Karen's husband a suspicious drink. Mm. Uh, he asks what's in it and she says, it's good. Yeah. Not answering my question. That's not suspicious at all. Mm. Perfect. Uh, so she also hands a book back to Patrick McNee and says, keep that crap away from my brother. He's You've done enough damage already. Yeah. And we never find out what the book is. Is is it the book that he was on the TV show talking about? And if so, like, why would she not want him to read it? Or it made no sense. Makes no zero sense. I don't get it. Just chop it. Chop this whole. Chop that whole part. It didn't fit into anything. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Okay, so someone calls her a nympho, and McNee says she just has a lot of elemental energy. Uh, John Carradine wanders around weird and drunk. Uh, he watches the shadows playing on the wall and screams and then decides to jump in the fire because <laughs> he can't go on. And the evil doctor shuffles him off to bed. Back he in must the- have did like a really slow jump for them to all catch him. I mean, did you see how he was shuffling? He was. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably a very slow. slow I'm jump. going to jump. Oh! Hey, hey, yeah! Did you hear me? <laughs> going to jump now. Again, music cue time for better music than this. Get your get your jump in the fire by Metallica yeah. going right here. Yeah. Come on, man. 
What is what is with this weak ass soundtrack? Um, I feel the soundtrack in, in a whole is weak in this movie. I agree. I, I feel like it's serviceable, but it almost a lot of times just feels like cliched haunted house music. Like it's it's the, interesting. The that melodies they, are just basic. Like there's nothing special to it. And, I assume that this was a uh, a financial concern, but I'm so surprised that there were no songs. Mm-hmm. Like. Any pop song. Yeah. It felt like there were so many places that would have benefited from uh, like a, a real music drop, like yeah. something. I mean, you know, I'm not saying do the American Werewolf and ironically put Blue Moon in when he's transforming or whatever, <laughs> but do something, you know, like it just felt like there were so many good places to yeah, put something true. in. I didn't even think of that. It yeah. just it just felt. I just meant the score in itself. When I things agree. are scary happening. It sounds like, like scary music. Like it sounds like. Like very cliched, scary music. Yeah, like, honestly, I can't remember a single thing about the soundtrack. No, it's just like scary, scary. It's like scary music. Yeah. Yes, it was Sanford and Son. Is what I'm saying. If you can beatbox that like uh, Jazzy Jeff, that would be great. <laughs> Nobody wants it <laughs> from me. <laughs> okay, so uh, we've got Karen and Mustache Man, and she's having weird dreams about David Car- <laughs> David Carradine that culminate in a howling in the woods. John Carradine. Yeah, sorry, John, not David. It'd be way weirder if it was David. <laughs> uh, so they're... Obviously, this couple is immune to both insect bites and rabid squirrels, so they leave their window open with no screen all night long. <laughs> They're just like, you know what? I don't care what comes in here. Share the bed with raccoons. Yeah. Whatever. Just, it's totally cool. Anything Come goes on. in the colony, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess that's probably part of it. We're back to nature, man. It's if you're if you're not covered in ticks by the time you leave, man, you haven't really lived. If you're in already colony. not a werewolf, you might become a were-coon. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You know, oh, that would be adorable with the little hands. And the <laughs> <laughs> it just shrinks your hands down. And then right as, he, right as it looks like he's gonna like attack somebody, he just does a dart to the trash can and starts <laughs> digging in that instead. <laughs> Oh, Eracoon, you're the coolest. <laughs> you're the scariest. You're the scariest. Okay. Um, <laughs> Karen's wigged out, but, uh, you know, whatever. Mustache is way too cool for that. He goes to sleep and is like, I don't care about no howling in the woods. Yeah. I don't even care if the coyote or werewolf or whatever jumps through the window. So I'll leave it wide the fuck open. So then we get to our first glimpse of the werewolf in the in the woods, right? No. No, we see a dude. <laughs> yep. In the bushes. Cool. Whacking it. <laughs> yeah. We assume. Not even. <laughs> At least give me the dude whacking it. I if mean, you're just going to give me a dude instead I of a wolf. I assume that's what's going on. <laughs> uh, Karen heads into the living room and starts a fire. Uh, she is like, okay, cool. I've started a fire. Time to leave it unattended. <laughs> And walks out of the building. <laughs> She's like, I'm really scared about this wolf sound. I'm going to grab a flashlight and walk out barefoot into the woods like a moron. It's like, dude, if maybe this was before ticks were as rampant as they are now. It definitely was. Come on, I mean, man. They, they were not a thing. 
back yeah. then as they are now. No. Yes. Certainly don't research Plum Island Research Laboratory. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the conspiracy corner for today. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, so yes, she wanders out and starts looking for what she has to assume is a wild animal with yeah. just a flashlight. She, I mean, something howled. She goes and looks for it. It's a wild animal. That's who not, goes towards a howl? Who, that's crazy. So the obvious thing occurs to her about halfway on her walk, and she's like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? And then gets back <laughs> into the house. And it turns out that the sexy lady's brother is in the woods looking creepy as fuck. But he's like, he looks like if like, he looks like if Torgo fell on hard times and got a meth problem. Yeah. Like he's he's methed out Torgo. <laughs> he's real rough looking. Uh, but Karen and the next day, Karen and the only other normalish woman at the retreat have a game of tennis. But they get interrupted by folksy sheriff. Played by the Apple Dumpling Gang's own Slim Pickens. Ah, oh, this whole scene. Yeah. Scrap it. It's just... I don't... I want werewolves. I don't care about tennis. And why... It... The F. The whole point of, of, this, of this original book was that everyone was creepy and everyone was dismissive and everyone was Mind you, we still eerie. haven't seen a werewolf. Right. And instead of being, like, dismissive, like, she's supposed to go to the sheriff and be like... Well, I heard howling uh, last night. Of course you did. You're in the woods. It's it's a wild animal. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, no, there's nothing out there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I saw a thing. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You know, like, <laughs> instead he's like, well, oh, little lady, I don't know what... <laughs> and it's like, why did you hire Slim Pickens for this role? <laughs> this is a horror movie. Yeah. Slim Pickens does not do horror. He was in the Apple Dumpling Gang. <laughs> <sighs> he wears the CBS fangs at the end. He does. It's pretty funny. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, we go we go back to the mortuary and find the body of Eddie the Mangler for one of the probably the grossest mortician with food scenes I've ever seen in my life. He's got a half-eaten burger right next to a smashed brain. <laughs> They're always eating things. Yeah, but it's, no, but that was yeah. the thing. Like I think that sure you always see it. This I, was a half-done hamburger and a notice, smashed brain. I noticed the brain. I actually didn't notice the burger next to yeah, it I was looking at the brain. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you Come on. But you then, knew there was going to be But then this food. scene bothers me. Just, you know, I don't want to be too nitpicky for sure, this movie. Sure, but, sure. like, the mortician's like, she's like, oh, how do you handle this stuff? He's like, oh, it doesn't bother me. The only time it bothered me. And then he tells a story about the guy he used to work with that, but the story's boring. He's like, the only time I ever yeah. got scared is I worked with this guy. And then one time, like, a body came in and it was him. He's like, oh, cool story. And that's, like, it. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. You couldn't have written, like, a, a cooler thing in this part? Like, no, that why was, did we even hear that, that story? That was boring. No, I agree. <laughs> it's just another thing that just layers onto the do something movie, yep. like, that I scream at. at this no, time. absolutely, man. Yeah. There's a lot of it. So they pull open Eddie the Mangler's morgue drawer, and it's empty with big claw marks all over the inside no. clearly this is before homeland security equipped everyone with silver bullets um so 
He's alive. He didn't die from the from the shootalating, and he clawed his way out. I, uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to nitpick. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. It's but not, I mean, it's not cool. It's not bad. It's just there. Like it doesn't really explain why clawing the door opened it. If it locks on the outside, he would have had to smash the lock on the outside and bend the door, which it wasn't bent. <laughs> it's not like. The, the door is programmed to open when three claw marks appear on it or something. <laughs> I thought he, like, kicked it a lot to break it open. But you would have but seen that from still, the outside. It, it was open, still in, yeah. It was Weird. still in fine condition. Hmm. So. I didn't even think of that. Back with Karen and the new friend. They're out after dark listening to weird sounds in the woods. Smart. <laughs> They've grabbed a hunting rifle and they're wandering in the dark like you do. Everybody loves night hunting. It's the best. Super safe. Night hunting. It's safe. (laughs) So also her flashlight is broken. Time for some more night hunting. They find some headless cows or the heads of cows and nothing else. And uh, yeah, uh, something else. Because these people are just like the Salem's Lot 2 people where they, they even mention later on that they used to just survive off cows. Yep. They were trying. They were trying their They're best. They're trying, man, but sometimes you just need more than cow. Yep. Humans are our cattle. <laughs> Shut up. That's, that's not a bad impersonation, actually. That's not a bad John Carradine. <laughs> Humans are our cattle. Why won't you let me die, Roger Corman? I just want to stop making movies. Uh, so... Next day, there's a hunting party, and they've taught they've taught Mustache Man yeah. to fire a gun. Even though he's a vegetarian. Even though he's a vegetarian, he's decided, well, it's just, that's for health. He doesn't give a shit about animal rights. Which blows my mind. I mean, I, mean I guess there can be a vegetarian that just only cares about health and doesn't give a shit about animals, but I, I feel like it kind of goes usually in hand in hand. You would think so, but I mean... But this it, guy's like, I don't even... So after he kills somebody, he's like, what do I even do with this thing? <laughs> like, dude, come on. Yeah, and he's totally okay with like having somebody skin it needed and like, all that shit. It's like, it's very weird. But he's... I mean, he's portrayed as being kind of like, I mean, in the early 80s, this guy is as physically fit as people really got before steroids became a thing, Mm -hmm. like before everybody was doing steroids. So he's like a, he's a very buff Jack LaLanne looking guy. And he mentions that he owns health clubs. So he's like, he's like a very health conscious guy. Yeah. So that's why. And I mean, making him a vegetarian makes it very ironic when there's a turn. It's uh, super ironic. <laughs> hey, this food's actually really good. Hey, it turns out steak tastes delicious. No, I'll eat anything if I'm hungry enough. Yeah. All my um. Yeah. So I'm scruples go right out the right. open window of my bedroom. But then it's okay because it's not about his scruples. It's only about health stuff. Yeah. Um. So okay, they go out for a hunting trip and they're using her brother as their tracking dog. Yeah. This doesn't weird anybody out. They're like, oh, and also, we use the weird guy to track down animals. Okay, that's kind of funny. It's I don't it's know. Funny, I don't know how I didn't notice that before. It's kind of funny when I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, okay. So, I just find it weird that I didn't think it was weird when I was watching it. <laughs> that guy is so creepy. He's got the, like, 
what I love is he's got the Mike Plug. This is a comic book fans only comment, but he's got the Mike Plug Frankenstein vest, yeah. which I love. It's like I've never seen that on anybody else except the Frankenstein as drawn by Plug. You should start wearing one. I actually I, probably you should. Could pull that shit off. I think I could pull that off. Uh, I feel like my uncle had one of those <laughs> for some reason. Uh, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's still there. Uh, okay. I didn't know the artist's name you were calling it, but I definitely know the vest you're talking about. Yeah, The big yeah. furry brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, big yeah, furry yeah, yeah. vest. Oh, didn't he wear that in the movie, too? In, in one of the... Uh... Oh, it's Son of Frankenstein. Son of Frankenstein. I was going to yeah, say yeah, Son, Son of Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. Yep. It was, That's yeah. why I know it from, yeah. That's true. I was the... <laughs> I don't know. I've had uh, I've had the monster Frankenstein Marvel comic on my head on my mind lately. I don't know why. Uh, probably because they announced a Creature Commandos TV show. Oh, neat! I'm very excited about that. Anyway, that's comic stuff. Can you buy that comic here? You can buy it here at Coast City Comics. There's a trade paperback of the Creature Commandos now at Coast City Comics and CoastCityComics.com. Sweet. Totally do that. <sighs> okay. Now Karen's at group therapy, and she's being encouraged to tell them what Eddie looked like when she turned around. So, And here we get, you know, you know what we get here, which I think is really awesome? A flashback to that thing we saw 20 minutes ago. But we do get a tiny bit more werewolf in it. <sighs> Not enough. Not enough. Not, Not enough anywhere nearly enough. But no. yeah, I, I, this part made me angry because I was like watching it, her telling the story, and it's like, yeah, we know. We watched this. We've already seen it. <laughs> Dante normally edits his movies, right? I do not know. Because he didn't edit this movie. Which makes me wonder if that's like a, an oddball thing. I don't I don't know if he normally does or not. I don't know. I'm just looking for any excuse to get Joe Dante off the hook oh, for this but, movie because yeah. I fucking love him so much. Like after you make Gremlins and Gremlins 2, it's love like, them both. Yeah. Dude, you you can make anything at this yeah. point. It would be I'm not going to let my hate. love. I'm not going to let my love for Gremlins two let me love the Howling though. Yeah, there's not a single Gremlin in it. There isn't even a Ghoulie, <laughs> <laughs> which is just a lesser Gremlin. <laughs> uh, okay. Don't even get me started on munchies. <laughs> there isn't even a munchie in this movie. <laughs> there isn't even a. Oh, what's a lesser munchie? A, a hobgoblin. <laughs> <laughs> there is no hobgoblin in this movie. Kreitz uh, are over here on the sideline. What are we, chopped liver? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. We had Deezen. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You're right. We ate Eddie Deezen. Uh, okay, so we skip that. Nothing happens. So while she's working on herself, Mustache Man shoots a bunny for no reason. Just because he's got a gun and he's like, well, I might as well shoot something. America. <laughs> yep, an American flag flutters in the background. An eagle, <laughs> eagle screams. Over. Single tear from the eagle's eye falls on his face and he's like, America. I love the Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's so bad. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> yep. So the two dumb reporters go to um, my favorite setting in the entire movie. The Dick Miller Occult Emporium. Oh, yes. Which is odd. Oh, come on. He shows... We get in here. Dick Miller's looking like Belle from Beauty and the Beast riding on one of those ladders on the side. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, nuns are just coming into the store for some reason. They love occult shit. Uh, there's an old man with a monster illustrated comic books, and he's there's like, "There's Forrest Ackerman holding on to famous monsters." Yes, magazine that's what I'm talking about. Cameo. Yeah. And and what is he? What is he flipping through the cards that he gets taken away? He's like, "Stop purchase them or like." I don't know. I couldn't tell what they were. He's like, "You're gonna make them greasy. Purchase it or get out." Like. Hey. They just know how greasy Forrest Ackerman yeah, is. He is greasy. He's a greasy, greasy man. It's it's no big secret in Hollywood. <laughs> what are you if you ever, about? If you I don't even know who Forrest Ackerman is. How do you not know who Forrest Ackerman is? I don't know is? who a lot of people are. Uh, he was the editor in chief of uh, of Famous Monsters magazine. Oh, that's why he's holding the magazine. That's why he's holding Famous Monsters. Magazines. I get it now. He ran a he ran a place called the Acker Mansion, which was. Uh, Back when people thought of horror movies as absolute throwaway garbage, he collected things that would have been thrown in the trash. Oh, neat. Like Bella Lugosi's ring from Dracula and the the amulet and things like that that were just on display as a museum. And it's like it was just a, a place where he collected it, is it, Hollywood horror and sci-fi. Is it still in existence that you I can visit? I believe there is, in fact, taken care of. Or? I believe the Acker Mansion is still in existence, as like a someone is running it for him. He is dead now. Oh, that's but. yeah. I, I assume that much. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know was, if that. I didn't he know was if it was an old f- man in 1980. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't. Just, I didn't know if it was like a still functioning. museum I believe kind of it thing. is. Yeah. I, I believe it is. But uh, you know, we should go. Broadcast a show from there because we have the clout. We sure do. We, we're so much clout. Uh, okay. Wh- People call us the Clout Brothers. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I mean, we are brothers now, which is weird. Uh, okay. So, th- so when we go to Dick Miller's occult oddity is an emporium, whatever. He's looking for books on corpse snatching, <laughs> which I thought was funny, and they stumble across the idea. Dick Miller, apropos of nothing, decides to tell them about werewolves. Yeah. Which is great. Fine. That's great. It's it's a one way to do it. Um, he's like, and then he's like, after after telling them about werewolves for no reason, he's like, I got all sorts of shit around this place. Look, <laughs> I've even got these silver bullets that somebody ordered, never picked up. He's got legit silver <laughs> bullets. Oy. Uh, I'd be angry at it if it wasn't so deliciously ludicrous. It is ludicrous. It's <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'll allow it. Yeah, that's fine. It's like, oh, now you're getting so stupid. You're you're getting to my level of stupid. That, that I is like. that is a a really deep level of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome uh, to my world. <laughs> we so, dumb here. <laughs> yes. So, uh, sexy lady's weird brother uh, tells mustache man. Oh, not if you you kill something and you don't eat it, that's a sin. Yeah, and he's like, I never thought about. I never that. thought about it this way. I should go to that woman's house that keeps hitting on me and <laughs> have her skin my rabbit. If you know what I mean, <laughs> and that's not a euphemism. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, <okey doke. laughs> it is a euphemism. Uh, and she's she's always apparently down to cook dead animals, which <laughs> is a cool character trait for anybody. DTC. <laughs> yes, DTCR. Always down to cook rabbits. So he brings the rabbit in, and she's like, I'll cook rabbit for you later. Now it's time for you to get down with me. And he's like, no. 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 (laughs) (laughs) He turns into John Mulaney for a minute, and he's like, no. No. (laughs) Yes, so that. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. 
So he leaves. So he leaves. But uh, he's been there for a long time. And it turns out he's been being watched from the bushes. By a werewolf? Yes. Or a person. He, whatever he's whatever he's watched by, it slashes him just enough to give him a good old dose of werewolfism. Oh yeah, that's that scene. So he's he's attacked not mortally. And this is insane because it just again reminds me of how much better the book is. In the book, he's mangled yeah. to the point of death and then gets better. Oh, oh why would you get better? Yeah. That's crazy. This this attack is so lackluster, too. Yeah, it's, it's just like, rah, 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 rah. it's like, oh, what happened? You can't tell what happened. Then he's just like, okay. Okay, we're good. <laughs> and there's so many weird choices in this movie. I mean, the fact that they spent so much money on claymation and and animation. Animation, too, at the end of the sex scene. In places that did not need it. At all. It's like... Spend that money on werewolves. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I liked the... I did, too. Literal two seconds of claymation we got. I liked liked both of those The animation I thought was cheeseball. I felt like, like, oh, shit, am I watching heavy metal right now? Well, that's... I mean, it felt like... It was so out of place. Like, the claymation felt... A night flight video. Yeah, the the claymation felt a little off, but, like, the straight-up cell animation at the end of the sex scene was just, like... It took me right out. For good reason. I mean, it's crazy. I was like, "What? Did, how did you... I see how you would think that would look good in theory, but then once it's actually on the film, I mean, they probably had to pay for it, too, to even see it. Yeah. But once it was there, I'd be like, oh, just God, no, we're not doing that. And it was a silhouette. You had a full werewolf suit I know. that we see. Why don't you just shoot that in silhouette? And then it would look like awesome. <sighs> Just shoot, yeah, a couple <laughs> of extra scenes with the suit. When yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it would have looked perfect. It's it's very strange that they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But there you go. So um, he basically staggers back to the cabin, uh, and Karen takes him to the evil doctor, who is not just an evil psychiatrist, but also apparently an evil medical doctor. And he, I guess, gives him a series of rabies shots, I assume probably the first of... A dose of rabies shots. Who knows? Excuse me. Um, anyway, uh, what do we got here? Uh, oh, yeah. the Karen calls the two reporters, and the woman comes up to meet her while the dude stays behind to take care of some things before he comes up, <laughs> which is important. Uh, she, she has... Apparently, she's come from L.A. or New York or wherever the hell they're from, and brought a giant picnic basket full of burned meat. <laughs> I, this was the weirdest thing ever. She was like, and I brought lunch for us. And it's like, here's a big gross pile of meat. Yeah. And of course, Mustache Man is now like, I'm stoked about big piles of meat because <laughs> I've got werewolfism. It's like, I'll eat anything if I'm hungry enough. If you know what I mean, it's a sexual entendre. <laughs> hey Um... So skin some rabbits after <laughs> I'm going to go see if anybody wants to skin my rabbit. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, okay. So just call me thumper. <laughs> they go back to bed, uh, Karen and mustache man. And now mustache is rebuking Karen's offer of sex. Yeah, oh, oh, tables of turn. Oh, they how, are just not how in the turntables. Um, 
So she goes to sleep and has a dream that was lit like creep show with her husband acting all crazy and there's a weird werewolf in it. I liked it. No, I didn't. Of course you didn't. You don't like nothing. <laughs> I hate everything. Uh, mustache wanders out of the woods. What's wanders out into the woods? I mean, while his wife is sleeping, he's going to Marsh's house. Uh, he, skin rabbit. I mean, he's just going into the woods to skin rabbits. Uh, they just meet up in the middle of the woods. Yeah, at the fire. At the sex fire. That is a sex fire. They get naked and boned down. Uh, he's like, hey, I heard somebody needed some rugged paper towels. <laughs> Anybody call for the brawny man? And she's like, hell yeah, I need some paper towels. And uh, they do it. And then now there's a howling again, but this time it's more of an adulterous howling. Witchy wolf lady takes off his bandage and licks his gross wound and they get all fangy and drooly. And Patrick McDee looks concerned outside his window. Which... It, why did we cut to him? <laughs> I can see why someone would do that because again, he's trying to he's trying to keep the animalistic side of the werewolves at bay. This is again a wholly created thing for the movie, and it's stupid. Uh, but he's working too late too. He's, I mean, geez, especially for a werewolf. <laughs> Uh, Go out and do some wolfy things. What are you doing paperwork yeah, for? Man. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> 12 at night. Now, that's he's the person where you could be like, yeah, no, they're really fucking up by not being werewolves because he's doing paperwork. Yeah. It's like, dude. <laughs> really? Why would you go back to that? And then the sex scene would have been so much cooler if they were they went full wolf. Yeah. But they did the half-ass thing that this movie keeps doing where it's like everybody just like... It's almost like the werewolves are super lazy. They're like, oh, I'm going to transform into a werewolf. Ah, this is close enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, got yeah, the, I got the fangs and the weird eyes. You guys get the point. I'm like a wolf yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll make my cheeks look like a frog neck and <laughs> blow up a bunch. Yeah, I might I might get a little bubbly cheek or whatever. <laughs> That's good Who enough. Who gives a shit? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Okay. Uh, they turn into cartoons, and we see that there's a full moon, which, I don't know. It which I like, do like that they cast that off, in this, which is also weird in this movie. They're basically like, they're shapeshifters. They don't give a shit about the moon in this. But at the same time, silver bullets, those those, those are still legit. So It's like they cherry-picked the werewolf rules they want to... Yeah. I mean, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I don't. Not me. I'm yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, so a uh, uh, adultery wolf comes home after his uh, night of fuzzy boning, and he finds his sleeping wife. Uh, the reporter that came to to visit Karen finds out that she's actually staying right where Eddie the Mangler was too <gasps> at this moment. She looks at the the drawing. Which did she bring police evidence with her on vacation? Mm. Yes, she did. Uh, of course she did. And she's like, oh, look, it's the same cove. Delightful. Oh, shit. I should go get murdered in the woods. <laughs> and so... After walking around for way too long. Yeah, yeah. So she does. She comes... She's like... She heads down the path through the woods, Red Riding Hood style. She's on her way to get to Karen and tell her that the mangler is probably undead and going to kill her. And uh, on the way... Uh, someone calls to her in a spooky voice, and because she's as dumb as a sack of cat turds, <laughs> she's like, ooh, spooky voice. 
probably ought to follow that. And she does. And she does, just like people in movies often do. And uh, she heads to the uh, the delightful residence of one uh, Matthew H. Leatherface. Uh, and uh, he's got, obviously, your wonderful decorations of skins, bones, a wind chime it, made of bones. It looks just like Eddie the Mangler's apartment. Hey, that's weird. <laughs> she should go inside. Yeah, good idea. Good call. <laughs> this is a good idea. She's a smart lady. So uh, she's like... She backs into a wind chime made out of femurs, and she's like, huh, wind chime made of femurs. Cool, let me go inside. Uh, Leatherface is not home, so she just (laughs) lets herself in like a real dick. Uh, There's some real gnarly-looking wolf legs walking through the woods that we see in a cutaway. She finds some wolf-brand chili in the cupboard, (laughs) which is uh, so subtle. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that there is such a thing as Wolf Brand Chili. I want some. Yeah, me too. And uh, the door to the closet just kind of opens itself, and then she doesn't bother looking inside, and there was no reason for it. Yeah. She finds some sketches just like the Mangler sketches, and a smiley face sticker like we saw before when he was shot. What What is the deal with that? Is that in the book at all, or is that no? Stupid? That's just an uh, ironic thing that they decided to put there. It was just like at the strip club in the guy's apartment, and here, like that was like Eddie the Mangler just sticks yellow smiley faces everywhere. Maybe but it's like why? I don't know. Maybe eh. he's just a happy guy. He doesn't seem it. He has a <laughs> his joy is in mangling. Eh. So you've never seen him mangling. So you've never seen him at his most. I would joyful. love to see him mangle some more. If this movie would give me anything. I'm sorry. There's no mangling to be uh, had here. But he tries to here. But we do see. Uh, this is this is the origin of the homage from uh, Silver Bullet, which is. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it when we did the Silver Bullet. Uh, podcast. Check out our back catalog for our episode on Silver Bullet. After you finish this episode, of course. <laughs> if you haven't tuned out already, because I said I hate this. <sighs> that button is really paying for itself. Um, <laughs> also, the also the toilet flush. Um, no, the because uh, there's the scene where that was in the book as well, which is the werewolf in the book. I think it's the werewolf with the kite, and then we see the sheriff dragging the kite, and it's the big smiley face covered in blood. And that's an homage to the howling. Oh, okay. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but whatever. Uh, okay, so she she's seen all this stuff. She, the chocolate block with sketches and pictures of boobs. We also see pictures of boobs. Uh, a werewolf smashes down the door, but she escapes by falling through the window and falls on a little hand axe. Super convenient. Yeah. It's a hand axe. Get it? I'm sorry, it is a hand axe, but it's also... He's going to cut a hand off. Oh, okay. That's a joke. Uh, it's not a joke. It's you actually true. You want to hatch it in this bug? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, so she uh, gives him what for, chops that hand off. Yeah. It instantly turns into a pile of bubbling goop, then reforms into a human hand. And she runs back and makes it to the doctor's office. She's going to be safe there, because werewolves can't smell. The werewolves are notoriously this, bad trackers. This scene. And what does she do? She calls her partner? She calls her partner. And then her partner's like, go get some things. And don't worry, I'll get the cops as soon as I can. Then get off the phone with her and call the cops, brah. <laughs> yeah. The- I'm like, what are you talking about? I'll get it as soon as I can. Hang up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 
She calls her buddy Christopher and she says, you're not going to believe this before we get away. <laughs> I'm, I'm in moral danger right now. <laughs> ain't, that a, ain't that a thingy ding? <laughs> She's like, Chuck, it's your cousin Marvin. You know that <laughs> werewolf you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. <laughs> wow. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, we cut back to the brawny paper towel guy taking off his shirt, and Karen sees some scratches on his back. No, she knows. Oh, boy, even though he's got massive werewolf healing power. Mm. Hmm. It doesn't work for uh, adultery. <laughs> yes. That's, uh, that is the thing that we've learned. So Werewolf powers can't save your, your cheat stank. <laughs> apparently, she knows exactly what those scratches mean, even though he was assaulted by an animal. Yeah, I mean, maybe she didn't see that they were there, but I think that's what she says. Those weren't there before. Yeah, that's so. I I got assaulted by another no. uh, animal. These <laughs> woods are lousy with uh, uh wolves. Oh, I guess that makes <laughs> sense. Uh, yeah, okay. At least I think it was a wolf. I don't know. The camera just shook a lot, and I screamed. I mean, it was a wolf with a leather bikini. It was something. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so it said Marsha on the collar. <laughs> yes, but uh. She gets mad and he slaps her. Yeah, because he's cool dude. Uh, the being a werewolf has turned him into a dickhead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's always been a dickhead. It kind of feels that way. Does but, it? I don't know. He seems. He like, didn't seem it. I don't know. Maybe he I just. Like, I don't know. Maybe I just don't trust people with mustaches. Oh, I don't either. <laughs> uh, listen to the Vandal song about mustaches. <laughs> It'll tell you why you shouldn't trust people with mustaches. Uh, okay, so they also have a song about mullets. That's true. They do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Vandals have songs about almost anything. <laughs> uh, so we go back to the uh, to the phone call in the doctor's office, and he's like, "Check for any files in the filing cabinet yeah. under Quist." It's like, you are in mortal peril, lady. Do not do what he's saying. She's going to. She's going to. She finds several files, including a big one, but then a really long-eared er- werewolf who looks fucking awesome. I this, love this werewolf. It's awesome! Finally! It's like one of the best-looking werewolves ever. An hour into the movie, we see the werewolf. And, okay. And it's great! It is great. And I'm going to say, so this is the other part of why I think this movie is so well-respected. If you think about it, I mean, we've had this conversation before, probably at Silver Bullet, I assume, where it's like, good luck naming 10 good werewolf movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do it. You simply cannot do it. Like, And even when you start, people are like, dog soldiers, and I'm like, that's not a fucking werewolf movie, because it's not about transformations. It's like... You're hiding. It's about the group of people. That's like saying that Van Helsing is a movie about werewolves. It has a Dog werewolf. Dog Soldiers is in too it. a werewolf movie. I mean, it's barely a werewolf movie. It counts. Okay. If you're going to count that, then you've got Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps is totally a werewolf uh, movie. Well, no, no. I mean, that is absolutely a werewolf it's movie. It's great. Ginger Snaps is a good movie. Love it. Dog Soldiers is love a good it. movie. Um, Night Shadow. Sucks, oh, but I still love it. Fuck. Uh, there's that that weird, fairly modern one with the guy in the, the retirement home. Oh, late phases. Late phases awesome. is great. Uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Awesome. It's okay. Awesome. It's okay. And, and you could say that's that's oh, a spoiler. Oh, uh, 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 oh my God! What's the Blad Moon Thor? Awesome. Oh yeah, that is a great movie. <laughs> 
Um, but again, you're really hard pressed to get to 10. It really is. Do you count Monster Squad? It's hard to count Monster Squad because there's just a werewolf in it. It's not about the werewolf. Yeah, but he's awesome. He is awesome. <laughs> and there's like, you know, 80% of that uh, Del Toro werewolf movie, which is okay. I don't know it. Uh, Wolfman. Oh. <laughs> the remake of the Wolfman. Oh, I never had, saw that. Uh, was it good? 80% of it was really good. Nah. And then it turns into a CGI WWE fight Ugh. at the end. Awful. And it's like, what are what you doing? Are you, you made an amazing movie and then wrecked it with this crazy cartoon garbage mm. at the end. Looked stupid. But anyway, I don't know. This has the best werewolf. Yeah, I, I love, uh, this, I love is, this. I This wish... is a hill I'll die on for this movie. This is the best looking werewolf in the history of werewolf movies. Because even though the effects in... Uh, American Werewolf in London are the best effects in any werewolf yep. movie. The werewolf is a wolf. It is so. Yeah. It is more wolf than human, and this is what you think of when you think of a werewolf. The dog soldiers werewolf kind of look like this too, though. They look good like this. They did look good. They were interesting. I did like them, but again, they they had constraints where they had to show them from a distance and never yeah. really did a lot with them. Yeah. And this was like in your face the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this it, scene it looks is great. And even I won't shit on this part. Like <laughs> I think, like, like, oh the my mo- god, this looks awesome. <laughs> this was like, this was like Creepshow George Romero kind of like the point where he takes the file from her hands mm-hmm. as a werewolf. I was like, that is just, yeah, that's just inspired, wonderful. Just the fact it that he's using his human hands to literally remove the file from her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that is not what I was expecting this werewolf to do. You think the, that it's going to be just bestial and just go straight for yeah. it, and instead no. you get something different and interesting. But he does. <laughs> he steals a file out of her hands. It's perfect. Uh, yep. So question, is this werewolf Eddie? Yes. Okay. I think this werewolf is Eddie, yeah. Cool. Well, that'll make the next scene make no fucking sense then. Uh oh. <laughs> oh. Well, wait. Because then, what's no, her- it's it's not Eddie. It's, it's not. not Eddie. No, no, no. It's uh, it's 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 Ding Dong. It's 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 one hand. No, it can't be one hand because one hand's missing a hand. Yeah. Fuck. It's ah shiz shazbot. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this question, okay. but it could be anybody. This town's chock a block with werewolves. It's Come lousy on. with werewolves. The place, freaking lousy with werewolves. <laughs> Guys. There's too many werewolves. You need to call the Orkin man. Um, too many werewolves. <laughs> uh, okay, so... this The only part of this that I do not like at all mm-hmm. is... This is a common complaint, but I, werewolves are not vampires. Let's just say that. And there's a reason why werewolves aren't vampires, because they are bestial. Vampires are the delicate romantic essentially uh in in this world essentially the idea is that werewolf is the sexual attractant for masculine people and like it's supposed to be like a dracula is like uh, a woman would be attracted to dracula because mm-hmm. he does all these things and the werewolf is bestial and all the things that like a man would want in in his relationships he's like oh it's ultra sexual and there's no foreplay and this is just rah, and you know just 
relentless Mm -hmm. and this is something else and in this it's like okay so what's our werewolf gonna do to this lady (laughs) one little bite right on her neck it's like that's a fucking that's a fucking vampire tear her in half Mm. you're not acting like a savage beast yeah you're i mean i liked the joke when he grabs the file yeah but then once you're attacking something yeah, go full he werewolf. should be like it should be a cartoon of him shredding body parts and them flying everywhere. Yeah, it's not the right kind of tone for me. That's what I'm saying. Because even when you see her later, she's got a bite on her neck, and she's just like, "Oh, I'm dead." Like you could see her whole face. There's like nothing. Isn't taken... her whole torso ripped out? Isn't she it on is, the table at the end? It's ripped up, but I mean, they're like, they're eating them. That's supposed to be their food. Oh, okay. Like, what are you, like, you're not eating enough of it. Did he just not like the taste of this particular well, woman? Maybe he's he's doing it lightly so they can uh, make steaks. Oh. He doesn't want to tear it all up before you can grow it all up. Because <laughs> I do like the grilling. God damn it. <laughs> I hate this idea. I hate the idea that they're like really pretentious grilling yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you're not going to eat that without salting it. Ugh. Oh god, I bet they've got really fucking stupid fucking opinions about craft beer too. <laughs> I hate these werewolves. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so this is this is going to shock the fuck out of you. But those silver bullets stay with me. The silver bullets at that place. Mhm. Christopher, the reporter, he goes back and buys them. <laughs> it's what? crazy. How convenient. It's weird. I know. <laughs> I know. I would have thought that he would have gone a different way. But no, he buys them. And so, yes, he had a 30-odd six, I guess. I guess he just has a big gun, yeah. Most reporters <laughs> kicking carry around. that right out of the back I mean... He seems like a big gun guy. Although, I gotta say... This of all the things in this story that were better in the book, this is handled better in the movie than it was in the book. In the book, Karen just calls him at the end and is like, there are werewolves here. You need to bring silver bullets (laughs) and gets cut off. And that's an answering machine message. (laughs) He shows up with a gun he has gone to a silversmith had them or actually a gunsmith and had to make silver bullets for him oh yeah on a whim that she's not out of her fucking mind damn so put a lot of faith into somebody that guy's a ride or die like yeah. that dude friend till the end <laughs> man i <laughs> can't believe that shit okay so uh karen finds her friend all messed up in the doctor's office uh, and it turns out that the sheriff was wrong and she's not fine. Uh, so, and it turns out that, oh, it wasn't actually Robert Picardo was under the sheet in there. Oh Whoa. shit. Robert Picardo werewolf. And he's super hot as a half werewolf. He's like, you know, he looks like Sammy Kerr. And he's, he's Eddie, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. He's a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't look like Sammy Kerr yet, but he will once he gets <laughs> doused uh, with yes. the acid. But here's my question. Was so was that not Eddie who attacked the friend? I thought it was because like he found her at her house. That makes sense. Or wait, no. Or was it the hunting dog can guy that was his house? 
or mm. maybe they are roommates. But either way, this scene seems weird because the person it, who attacked Mustache in the beginning was yeah. the woman. Okay. Because she's marking him because they're supposed to be together. Gotcha. And so that was why she did so that. So who killed the reporter? Who killed? Oh, who was the who werewolf? Who was the wolf that, that killed the reporter? Do we not know? Because it's, I mean, it's not the handless one. Because the handless one like is it, the dog It seems like one. it has to be Robert Picardo. Like he's just hanging out in that room. So, so after he killed the girl as a wolf, he transforms back yes. into himself and then transforms back into a yep. wolf. Re-ripping his shirt? He put on a new shirt. Oh, obviously. It's all theatrical, I guess. <laughs> Can you imagine doing I mean, that? Like, I'm going to scare the shit of her when I transform. I, oh, crap, my shirt's already ripped. I need to put on a new shirt. Yeah, rip. yeah. I mean, but look at that dude. You think that guy's not, not got a little touch of drama in him? Come on, man. <laughs> look at that dude. There was enough so, there was enough eye makeup on him that you got to know that he's down for a bit of drama. So, By the way, Robert Picardo is a fucking hunk back then i had no idea that dude was so good looking back in his heyday amazing he's the uh, hologram from star trek Voyager. sure he is um <laughs> so so here's my disappointment in this 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 view around because i always i always remembered this movie as being extremely boring but having a really cool werewolf transformation and, and cool werewolf effects and this transformation watching now like I think the effects look cool, but the bubbling of the skin gets really old to me. Like, it looks like there's too much bubbling that it's just distracting. And juxtaposed with her just watching this, I just want a wide shot. This guy would just be standing there doing nothing going, while she's just like standing there watching this whole thing unfold. Like, it goes on forever. She could have run and the door's back just, to New York City. The door in the is time open. It takes yeah, for the him door to is open and three foot behind her. It's like, get out of there. <laughs> it's so like, what insane. are you waiting for? What are you still standing here for? He's just been going for like a good five freaking minutes now. I know. We were talking about this yeah. before. It's like the it's like the Power Rangers. It's yeah, like yeah. How, <laughs> how have the Power Rangers not been murdered in mid transformation? Every just stepped on. <laughs> exactly. It's like they're, they're calling. Well, try to Megazord power. We have blah, 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 blah. the Stop. giant monsters are giving Monty Python foot down on them. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Tommy's dead. Quick, pterodactyl Megazord stomp. stomp. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Kimberly's dead. <laughs> So and yeah, I mean, ad well, infinitum. <laughs> so yeah, while 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 this scene, admittedly, the effects are awesome, but I just don't understand the use of all the bubble packs okay. so much. And then again, once 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 you really start thinking about it, like it's yes. just silly. We also have to. I, I just just as you know, as my half-ass fucking makeup background, I have to say. It's not their fault. This is all the editor's fault. 100%. Yeah. Because it's not like they were like, okay, it's going to look great to have it bubble constantly. It's like, no, no, no. We're just doing it. You take the piece that looks good. Yeah. And then you added it. That didn't need to be a two minute long scene. Yeah. When you hold, him. when you see the bubble in such repetition, it's, it's like Toxic Avenger, like which right. works for Toxic Avenger. I don't expect my werewolves to bubble. I mean, maybe but that's a it, personal choice. <laughs> you could... The, the thing is, with editing, 
you could cut away. You could cut to reaction shots. Yeah, one bubble's you could, fine. You could cut to his hands. You could cut back to the bubble. If you want all of that, you know, probably 35 seconds of his face bubbling, sure, don't show it all in sequence. Yeah. And for some reason, they decided to show a lot of it in sequence. I don't know. It's... It also isn't the best transformation. No. I mean, and the fact that, that they hold on it... Instead of making him look like a werewolf, he looks like the fucking Geico caveman. Right? For a big chunk of That's what I'm saying. He's another dude that's just doing this half-assed... All these werewolves are just fine with going half-transforming. Half yeah, yeah. Half-transforming. It's lazy. It's true. Anyway, he gets mad at Karen, digs a bullet out of his head. That scene's it, just ugly and dumb. Yep. Uh, Shots. Bubbling, fingernail growth, blah, blah, blah. Shot. Just, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Uh... Karen watches the whole thing. Ooh, she loves it so much. She's just like, wow, yeah, right. This is so cool. I'm just such a big fan of practical effects that I just want to watch this whole scene. All right, are you done? Are you ready for me to splash this acid on you now? Okay. <laughs> she turns around and she's like, what's the closest thing to me? Well, every doctor's office has a gigantic jar of sulfuric acid. It's standard in the 80s. Of course. And everybody knows werewolves hate being covered in <laughs> sulfuric acid. They do. <laughs> To be fair, most things do. <laughs> uh, Karen does eventually run away after spraying the acid on him. This is... It's a weird pet peeve to have, but being a massive genre fan as I am and seeing so many of these movies, it's a bit of a pet peeve when somebody splashes acid on a character. Having seen so many of these, yeah. everybody is always perfectly accurate with it. The fact of the matter is, have you ever, like, tried to throw liquid out of oh, a jar? Oh, you get, like, two drops on somebody and the rest would fly over their shoulder. And yeah. also it would get on your hand. Yeah. Like, the fact that they're never burned, that they hmm. never burn themselves. Yeah. Like, there's no splashback, there's never yeah. anything. I don't know why it bugs me, but every time it happens, it bugs me. Mm. I'm just like, I would not be able to do that without burning my own hand. Well, not without some practice. Well, maybe they practice. Maybe everybody in this practices. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so uh, before she can get in her car, the sheriff and some local weirdos nab her to drag her up to the werewolf meeting place. There's a delicious half-eaten corpse on a table. And, why are uh, they doing this to her anyway? Is that explained in the book? Like, why are they? Are they trying to? Why do they want her? Or they're, like, trying to bring her into their society, right? Yes. Like, for what, though? Why do they... Um, I mean, essentially, she... What's the point? It, it's, it's very strange because we presume in the book that the person that assaulted her is a werewolf. But then it turns out that he isn't, and that was all a red herring. Mm -hmm. So the reason why the doctor sends her to recover in Werewolf Town, in Drago, the town full of werewolves, is there's no reason for it. There's like, they they kind of don't ever explain it. But maybe he takes a liking to her in general and is like, I want to make you one of these because he is, he's not like, reforming or whatever he's like it's a nice little village or what you know mm -hmm. because their entire town is werewolves as opposed to this where it's like a, a cult okay um i don't know is I, there a werewolf school 
there's no werewolf school that I remember <laughs> in it. There are no werewolf children in it that I remember huh. either, Sounds which like is cool weird because they are banging constantly eh. in that book. Um, so <laughs> it's strange that there are more kids. Maybe they are very hip with contraception. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, with werewolves, you could probably just shoot them with a all, dart full all, of... <laughs> they're all neutered. Oh, get your... Guys, get your werewolf spade and neutered. Folks, <laughs> get your werewolf spade and neutered, please. <laughs> Bob Barker. If you, could, if you could take one thing away from this podcast, always spay and neuter your werewolves. Uh, <laughs> uh, we... This is a, this has gone on way too long for me to have a diversion. We had this little kid that lived beneath us in one of our old uh, our old apartments, mm-hmm. and he was this little Vietnamese kid. And we would tutor him and like help him with his schoolwork and stuff mm-hmm. because his parents didn't speak a lot of English. And we were just like, "Oh, this is cool, little kid hanging around. He's funny. He likes horror movies. Whatever." We probably showed him Evil Dead way too early. Oops. <laughs> now he makes horror movies. Oops. Uh, mm-hmm. But whatever. It's uh, he was a delightful kid uh, and and he had this joke book full of monster jokes and he knew that we liked monster movies. So he would come up and tell us monster jokes <laughs> and he had a little bit of an accent and he was like, OK, uh, I got this joke for you. Why uh, does no one like to have a werewolf in their apartment? And and we we're like, why? Because he shits on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like uh what <laughs> what <laughs> it was sheds on the couch but his accent <laughs> very clearly articulated shits on the couch and uh, that for, is the reason i would not want to wear werewolf in my i mean you would do not want werewolf shitting on your couch <laughs> is all i'm gonna say uh shedding or sitting i mean honestly pretty all much three, I'll, none I'll, of that or just i just don't want a werewolf you. in my house and con if you're listening I hope that you're doing well. I know you have a kid now. Uh, it's delightful. He's a happy person living in California. Love that kid. Um, nice. Let's see. All right. So they're at the visitor center, whatever. They've got like a Ted Nugent style, like fucking every dead animal they've ever killed. They've saved every bone and antler. And this whole scene, this is, this is another one where I just don't like this, but I can't really tell you why. I think it's just by, I, I'm yeah. bored by these characters. And they're just no, like, it's fair. And they're just all doing their whole, like, we're the secret society thing. And it's like, oh, shut up. Yeah, but, okay, so here's another thing, though. Like, this is also the first time there's like this massive they're trying to give us this idea that there are two factions in werewolf society that are divided Mm -hmm. one that wants to civilize them and come together with normal human civilization and open up the world like that and fit in and one who just says that we're wild we should humans are cattle whatever yeah humans are our prey this is not it's not normal for us to behave like that this is the first time we get this fucking story. And there's 15 and minutes there's, left in the movie. five minutes left in the movie. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I was asking if there was more in the book. Like, I don't know why they even want this girl to that's be there. Not, why they're even showing her any of this. That's like, not even part of the story. No one is like, let's get, let's get civilized. Everyone is like, werewolves are fucking awesome. Being a werewolf is the best thing. Yeah. When they get, when they get bitten, they're like, 
holy fuck, this is the greatest thing ever. Even in the sequel book where she's like, she survives and whatever, she's like, she gets her werewolfism taken away from her and it makes her crazy. She's so angry mm. because being a werewolf is like the coolest fucking thing. I mean, even Salem's Lot 2 oldies had a purpose. They were like, we want you to get our story out there. Right. Like, and this is a news anchor, somebody that could get that story out there, Absolutely. but they never bring that point up. So it's like, why do they even want this girl? Like, I want to know why. Really like, None of this movie makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it feels like... And what are they doing with her in that barn? What were they going to do? Well, they were going to kill her and eat her. Uh, why haven't or, they Or yet? convert her or whatever. But I mean, it feels like... Why haven't they yet? Maybe, to <laughs> and, me... It feels like this was, if they had written it, they could have written it so that Patrick McNee wanted to come out to society, that it was time yeah. to come back. He just seemed like he wanted to die. Yeah, he I mean, gets shot and he's he like, wanted. oh, thank God. Thank God. He, yeah, he knows that there are silver, he was like, oh my God, you have silver bullets? This is the best thing ever. Fuck. What? He's a doctor. He couldn't buy his own silver bullets? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> overwhelming lust for life yeah i guess i don't know whatever but most people that want to live don't be like oh thank god when they get shot <laughs> <laughs> it's true so yeah everybody turns on the doctor and they they slash him across the face Carradine says you can't tame what's meant to be wild it ain't natural and uh i'll throw yourself on a fire old man <laughs> finally uh, Christopher shows up with his hunting rifle full of silver bullets. With a, I think they said it was a thirty odd six, which is a fucking I don't know, killer guns. of a gun. Uh, so he wastes a bunch of time uh, stealing files instead of helping Karen. Instead of looking for the person who he knows is in danger, he's like, "Oh, he's um, way too married to his work." His reporter shit comes before saving his friend from werewolves in this, which That's, is stupid. Do you want to get a Pulitzer? That's how you get I a mean, Pulitzer. Fucking A it is. I mean, at the end, it does turn out that he's he's a friend at the end. So, uh, Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho. <laughs> and so as soon as he starts stealing files, Robert Picardo shows up, grabs his gun instantly because he's a dumb reporter. He's not, yeah. he, he's not, he doesn't know how to handle it. And he's like, gun. hey, you want to see me do a cool trick with my neck? <laughs> okay, this is taking forever. And he's like, you know what? Okay, fine take the gun back because i know you certainly don't have silver bullets right <laughs> uh and uh so he shoots him and he dies <laughs> and this is a this is the effect where they do the gigantic air bladder in his yeah. neck and it, it looks like a bullfrog and it, i don't get it that one's not cool at all no so finally he's like okay i've killed one werewolf time to go to the visitor center and save the lady <laughs> finally <laughs> And he, first off, he, like, the the weird brother is the first person to come forward. Of course he is. And he shoots the weird brother. And everyone's shocked that he's not getting back up. And one of them is like, silver bullets my ass, and then gets shot to death, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, <laughs> what, what was the fucking... What was the thing? Uh, it was a Simpsons line that's so similar to that that made me laugh when I heard it. It was like, basically, werewolves my ass. It was probably Millhouse. <laughs> uh, so might know. as well be that. But uh, so he shoots that guy and he's like, 
fuck, he's got silver bullets. <laughs> and then, of course, the guy runs out in front of him to get shot because he wants to die. Um, They board up the barn and, and pour <laughs> gas all over the, the bricks. This is actually a time when they take advantage of how long it takes these dum-dums to yeah, transform. Yeah, finally. They're like, they're like, moon, rainbow, power, transform. <laughs> and they're spinning in circles and <laughs> yeah. there's like all sorts of stuff going on. Like, okay. Jupiter, power. <laughs> okay, I saw this before. We got like a good 20 minutes okay. to get out here and all shut right. the door on them. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, now line that one up over here, picks one of the guys up that's transforming, <laughs> sits <laughs> them in there. Like, hey, I'm doing a thing here. And so, give me a second. <laughs> oh, this is another minute. <laughs> Ten minutes from you know now, it. you are so dead. <laughs> and they they lock the door, pour gasoline everywhere, set fire to the thing. Everybody's transforming and being burned. Uh, we think that they're all dead. We are fools to believe such a thing. They. Uh, I mean, thanks to John Carradine, we had the the thing put in in our heads from the beginning that fire is one of the only things that can kill a werewolf. Mm -hmm. So we assume that they're all dead. So we go get in the car, drive off. Oh, shit. There's one on the on the roof clawing his way through. Uh, We We get get a pretty nice werewolf attack here where we see more full body wolves. And you got to admit uh the scene of the werewolves in the fire trying to get out mm-hmm. of the fire where it's just muzzles and claws yeah. is fucking terrifying. Yeah. That's a great scene. Yeah. That is a really, really good, scary werewolf scene. Yeah. Um. Again, there's 15 great minutes of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Two. I still love this movie. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know why. I don't fucking know why. Um. Okay. Uh. So they get out. They're driving off. Sheriff shows up in the road and he's shooting at them. And, and he's half ass wolf, too. He's half ass wolf. He's in mid transformation. Give me a werewolf in a cop suit. That'd be cool. That would have been amazing. <laughs> but no, CVS fangs in my goth eyes. Like, yeah. Eh, yeah. Good enough, I guess. I mean, I have a feeling that Slim Pickens was like, uh, no, you're not going to put any of that shit <laughs> on me. <laughs> uh, I you ain't going to put any of that stuff on me, boy. I worked with Don Knotts. I ain't going to put up with this shit. <laughs> and so they eventually managed to kill him uh, with some of their silver bullets. With a boring bullet gun. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they steal his car. It gets surrounded by wolves real quickly. And this is... Scary. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Looks great. Oh my god! It's. I so will give good. props when do. <laughs> this is love it. <laughs> this might be the best werewolf scene in a movie. Period. Like yeah. this is just great. It. Lo- they look overwhelmed. The werewolves look strong as fuck. Like yep. everything about this is like, oh, you are going to die. But they're not. But they do finally get the car started. They get away. And we see our claymation, claymation, our Will Vinton wolves in the street. Yep. Uh, but, oh, it turns out that her husband was a werewolf and in the back seat. He bites her before she shoots him. Is that what happens? Yes. She she gets bitten by her husband. She, the, there's a werewolf in the back seat. It bites her. And she's like, damn it, shoots him. He transforms back into oh. himself, and we see his tattoo. I somehow missed that part. We're like, because oh, again, no. I can't even. 
Oh no, he's Can't dead. Stay focused, even when this movie does bring action. Oh no, she says. Oh no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, so she's like, well. I need to make the world believe in these werewolves. How am I going to do that? <laughs> well. Pretty awesome. Yeah, in a, in a pretty awesome way. Yep. Uh, I, so I, she, I love this ending. She goes back to work. She's looking she's looking chipper, maybe stronger than ever. <laughs> uh, she starts reading a prepared statement that isn't on the teleprompter. What? She's gone rogue. She's talking shit that no one would ever believe. She's like, there's a secret society of werewolves living among us. And... Oh, man, unfortunately, she had her buddy kill her. She could have been New York's first werewolf, werewolf. anchor. <laughs> werewolf news. Werewolf news at 11. <laughs> she could have been the mascot of that right? TV station. <laughs> and she transforms here. She's like... I know that you're not going to believe me, so I have something that I, I have some proof don't, to show. Just don't change the channel for the next 10 minutes. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, <laughs> Mercury power! Uh, and she starts transforming, and you're like, oh no, she's going to turn into a werewolf. And it's like, oh no, she turned into a baby baby Ewok. Right? <laughs> she's so fucking cute. She's a cutie! I'm just going to say... She might have transformed into a werewolf that doesn't hurt people. Mm. She looks like the most tame, like, housebroken... Werewolf, kill it! It's like, <laughs> maybe you should have seen just how much control she had before killing her, because she seems to be Well, I mean, it's her, it's all, her right? buddy there with the gun that yeah, kills yeah. her, right? I think she told him to. She did, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it's like, I think maybe she should have waited. Oh, yep. Like, lock me up one night. Let's yeah. see how this goes. Maybe they did. Maybe that's a missing scene. Who no, knows? Uh, but the the heartbreaking part, it's like, if if it was just shooting her, it would have been like, well, that's kind of heartbreaking. But instead, they're like, single fucking tear coming out of this cute little Ewok eye. Nah. And then she gets shot yeah. on camera. It's like, what the fuck, man? I love... I absolutely love the going to everybody's houses, watching the news, like the kids and, watching it, people at the bar, everybody's watching this happen. And <laughs> the guy at the bar there, like, oh, it's real. She turned into a werewolf and they shot her. You're plastered. Still doesn't make it not real. <laughs> doesn't mean it's not real. <laughs> love that I line. do like that guy. And we just keep going down different bars until we get to this one bar where it's like, hey, I want you to buy this little lady a steak. How about you? How would you like it? Rare. Ah, oh, witch werewolf! Shit, it's werewolf witchy Stevie Nicks hot leather bikini lady. <laughs> uh, and that's the end, which is a good ending. It it, it, end, it ends fast and funny like uh, They Live. It, it very much it's reminds very, me of the They Live. Very They Live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, it also like credits roll on a frying hamburger, yeah. which is like. Love it. There you go. Great. Great way to end. That's the kind of Joe Dante that I love. Mm -hmm. And it's like so much of this was not that Joe Dante. Yeah. It just it's that I mean, honestly, I I feel like the Return to Salem's Lot comparison is very apt mm -hmm. because it's like it's a director who makes amazing things doing something that's such a clunker that doesn't seem like it seems yeah, like, like what happened? It seems like such a fucking meatball over home plate. It's like, how did you fuck this up? Yep. This is right up your alley. You should have been able to do this. 
why is like why are you able to do so much more complicated things and get them right? But I mean, well, to be fair, it is very early in his career, and it was I guess an indie, very I low guess. budget. So I mean, they've got but he was probably doing this. There's the trick. I think is that I bet he was doing this movie on a budget that would shock people because he's a Corman guy yep. and can do things on a budget that no one else could do. If someone told me this movie cost a million dollars, I think go, it did. There you go. I think I mean, that is the. And if that's the case, this movie is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. There's, I mean, come on. I mean, the shit <laughs> looks good. I Don't get me wrong. For the majority and I agree with you. Like this probably is the coolest werewolf on film, and it's a full werewolf. Yeah. But there's just too many scenes of half werewolves that turn me off. Like. Yep. No, I get and it. And the plot in the movie itself, I just feel is a fucking slog. Like. It is a bit of a slog. You don't see a werewolf for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so and until that hour, nothing really cool happens, though. I feel too. So it's just like, oh my god, something happened. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah. Uh. Well, that's the howling. That's the howling. I, that, you know what I mean. I don't was, regret watching it again because, again, I thought maybe I would like it this time again. I'm glad I gave it another chance. But no, I'm never going to watch this again. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with the howling for life. Going to watch this. Movie Knock yourself again, out, kid. And probably within a year, I'll probably watch this at Halloween. Yeah. I, Halloween, I'm, Halloween. <laughs> I still have a soft spot for this movie. Um, I do not. I've, I've, I've. Like I said, I've had this this hate relationship for a long time. I feel like you need to watch all of the sequels, and then you can appreciate how good this movie is. <laughs> I feel like once you've seen The Freaks and the Marsupials, yep. then you can be like, oh, no, I, did, I didn't know what I had <laughs> with, with this relationship I had with The Howling. I'm so sorry, The Howling. I know I have seen those, but it's been so long that I don't. <laughs> I've watched all of them, including the one that isn't even a real movie that got buried <laughs> by everyone that like was like the rumored movie. There's this weird fucking Australian that bought the rights to the howling yeah. and just owns the rights to the howling for some fucking reason. And he makes movies that look like they were shot with his friends. <laughs> and it, the last one essentially had like mostly he got into line dancing. And so it's full of line dancing. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, my buddy Tommy told me to check that one out. It's so crazy. (laughs) And also, his character, it's like, every time he walks into a room, everyone's like, oh, hey, it's that guy. You know that he has the biggest dick and is the most beautiful person, (laughs) is the strongest, and fights, uh, and he's the CIA operative that doesn't... (laughs) That's New Moon Rising, I think. Yeah, something like that. It's just like, he plasters on the... I'm so cool in my own script shit so hard it makes me laugh so much but I would that is a movie I would never watch again it would that was hard to get through hard uh anyway if we that was a, one of those movies that like if we were like a crazy successful podcast with a patreon yep and then it was like you want to challenge us to something That's if we tra- hit fifty thousand dollars we'll do that movie so if anybody's listening and wants to give us fifty thousand sure, dollars, we'll, we'll do, do Howling New Moon yeah, Rising. Yeah, totally. Uh, anyway, I have to go buy it, but that shouldn't be a problem when we have fifty thousand. dollars Exactly. Once you, we're only doing what's the uh, so, once the check. So clears. pony up. 
Yes. <laughs> All right, we're verging on two fucking hours here. Insanity. Uh, is, I gotta get back to work, dude. Go back to work. Okay. So, uh, thank you so much. I got the eleven o'clock news. I hope the anchor turns into a werewolf on me tonight. Holy that'd be shit, awesome. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us at uh, at Funbox Monster Podcast and buy stuff from Coast City Comics. That helps. Rate and review the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. We thank you so much for listening. We absolutely appreciate you saying nice stuff about us. We really appreciate the reviews we've been getting and things. Yeah. We've had a few different things that we really, apparently we've been getting reviews on a thing that I can't even look at. So I don't know what that is. Like, I think Google or something, somebody told me that we had some really nice reviews on a thing that I can't even look at right now. How bizarre. We're on so many platforms. It's weird. Like, I don't get our numbers for Google Play, Spotify, and like two other things. So I don't even know what our numbers are for those. Maybe we are a successful podcast. Yeah. The fuck do I know? Maybe we have more than a couple hundred people listening to us. I I have no idea. Yeah, so give us fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> uh but But yeah, thank you everybody for listening. We really we, do. we really do. I it, appreciate it is all of really you. awesome that that somebody cares enough to listen to us blather on like this. So <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway, thank you again and we will see you next time. Peace. Peace.